What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Touch of fake news. Not like fake humor, news. Like humor. It's comedy, folks. It's comedy. Fake news <laughs> and, and fake comedy all comedy wrapped up in comedy. fake energy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the podcast uh, tagline. Yeah. Fake news with fake comedy. comedy. Fake Simmered energy. With yeah. fake energy. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, la, this one is Friday podcast. Generally a mm. bit more. Okay, end of the sh- very short week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's short but exciting week for us as well. La, because I'm sorry, I'm just jumping right into it. La. We are, we, mm. This week, we finally released another creative uh, baby. It's now mm. out in the world. And what is that? It's an interracial creative baby. <laughs> because it is our 13th episode sci-fi comedy that has just dropped on Vasantam. It's in Tamil. Yes, it's in Tamil. But we created it. We worked with a huge uh, and talented team. The show is called Mars Poi Um mm. And it's about... It's 13 episodes. It's about this first mission to Mars uh, that uh, is done by this Indian mogul. So it's all mm. Indian cast and crew. Uh, one of which is yours truly. Um, yeah. And yeah, a whole bunch of shit happens along the way. And we've been, we were filming it uh, from November to December. From December to January, it was manic as hell. But we're so proud of our team. We're so proud of the show. And it's it's free on MeWatch. You can watch everything on MeWatch. Yeah. And... Uh can I just add, as a Chinese person, that it, there will be subtitles, so mm. you, there's no reason you can't enjoy it, or, or you know, and just just the, the the whole premise is just so crazy that I would I would highly 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 suggest to uh, people to check it out, lah. And yeah. and in case you're listening and wondering, neither of us speak Tamil, so mm. um, I think I got the pronunciation of the title uh, a bit earlier. I I, I think uh, I hope. Um, but you might be wondering how the hell did we end up creating a Tamil TV series? Uh, it's just because we, we came up with the core idea. We pitched it. Vasantam liked it. Uh, they asked us, okay, neither of you speak Tamil. Can you make the show? We're like, uh, yeah. Then we, <laughs> after that, we had to, oh shit, okay, we got to find people who can help us make make the show. Line. We brought on a very talented writer, director, uh, who brought on other talented writers and directors and directors of photography. And soon, yeah, they, they, they did it and we are proud as hell of it, man. Mm, and that's yeah. why we had James come on our podcast. We have a few other stars of the show coming on future podcasts. Yeah. And yeah, check it out. And yeah, please do check it out because whether or not we get a season two depends on the viewership. Uh, even if you don't speak Tamil, just give it a watch. Uh, give, give it a, a few episodes in. It's very it's very different from whatever we have created in the past. So so yeah, hope you enjoy it. Yeah, just it's uh, latest from the Ministry of Funny Cinematic Universe. Huh? <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Soon yeah. they're all going to link up. From yeah, the no, yeah no. the the Tamil cinematic uh, universe to the podcast universe, everything's gonna link up in like seven years, lah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah man, be you want to be there the Iron Man, the Iron Man moment, lah, right? You know. Yeah, start. exactly. <laughs> the yeah. Iron Man, Iron Man. Um, uh, yeah, the link is in the show notes as always. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah we since it's Friday, uh, we want to mm. talk about we we have some very light and easy topics to talk about. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> what is Light the first and easy topic? topic. Eh? The first um, topic that nobody will get riled up over. Yeah. Like why Why you got all these, these passive-aggressive uh, sentiments, Terrence? Oh, no, no, why no. no. passive-aggressive? No, it's just, it's just the topic. It's just the topic. The topic of COVID. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that is the first topic. Um, it is based on some chatter uh, amongst experts in infectious diseases that some of whom agree, some of whom disagree that Singapore is in a strong position to ease COVID-19 restrictions further. Mm, mm. And that is the headline on the Straits Times article that was published uh, literally, I think today, right? The 4th of February, Friday. So if, yeah, it's by the Salma Khalik, the senior health correspondent. So, well, the Straits Times says says Singapore is in a strong position. It means Singapore is in a strong position, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like, there's there's a there's a bunch of feedback from different. I guess that that's a conversation that is happening kind of all around the world. Like it was kicked mm. off. Uh, I mean, it's been happening, but I think uh, one thing that kind of gave it some 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 booster shots. Uh, pardon the pun mm. was WHO statement a few days ago. Just 
highlighting their apprehension or, or warning towards countries from opening up too quickly. Like, because there have been a whole bunch of countries in Europe that have been opening up. I think Denmark is already op- opened up. They've removed all restrictions. The UK, Norway is going to open up soon, Austria. Uh, and slowly, one by one, they are easing back a lot. Mm, correct. Yeah. But and I think, yeah. Uh, I think uh, you, you did mention earlier that not all experts are so bullish about the easing up. Uh, yeah, even correct. even the experts quoted in this article as well. Like, not all of them are, are okay with it, like, right? Yeah, but I mean, generally the I mean the it, there seem to be a good amount of people who are open uh, uh okay with opening up, but to varying varying degrees, like. So so like um like associate professor Su Li Yang, who is an infectious diseases expert at the N uh, at NUS uh, School of Public Health. He kind of pointed out that the WHO advisory doesn't apply to us because um, uh, it's not say Singapore is saying we will remove everything. Like you know, some European countries are having a Freedom Day, mm. like literally a day where everybody's like "fuck COVID" and mm. just mask off everything off and just and just uh, go back to normal. Like, we're not doing that. Like, so you're just saying that you kind of need to take it into context. Like WHO, they're the World Health Organization. They're not the MMTF. Mm. So they're advising the world. The world. Yeah, 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 and then some other professors also were kind of like um, uh, pointing out that the vaccination rate is high. Uh, there's still hundred and twenty thousand unvaccinated adults, but it feels like we are in a good place. Like I think one thing they did refer to was data coming out of Norway, uh, Denmark, and Britain, where it showed that okay, the the case case numbers are spiking, but the rate of ICU. Uh, beds being filled up and number of people reporting to the hospital for COVID-related stuff is hasn't spiked, no, yeah. hasn't yeah. spiked. Yeah, and and then the they they also do mention that the uh, Omicron probably hasn't like really reached its peak here yet, because hmm. I, I think uh, it's been mentioned before that they're expecting even what fifteen thousand cases a day or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but but they can they are suggesting to start rolling back some of the. The, the more draconian measures lah and and um I think uh you know like like some of the ones suggested like by uh Paul uh, Professor Paul Tambia the senior infectious diseases consultant at NUH and also a member of the of the Singapore Democratic Party lah suggested mm. easing measures that have more human costs like such as you know limitations on household visits mm. and uh you know Professor Alex Cook an expert on Infectious diseases, mod- disease modeling says that uh, we should get rid of measures, silly measures like blocking off half the wash basins in public toilets. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So I think what they're not, they're not calling for a blanket like Freedom Day, like like what you're saying or hearing of in other places, but they are saying that we really should start uh, pruning uh, some of these measures, really, lah, right? You know, given the the evidence that Omicron. Is not as uh, deadly as as Delta lah. Mm. Mm. But I mean, I guess at this point, I feel like we're just reading the article. Mm, <laughs> but correct, what correct. are your thoughts, uh, Terence, when you when you saw this? No, no, no. I Do think you as much as on the pulse. As much as reading article, I think it's important to lay the groundwork first, uh-huh. so that uh, you know, in case in case we have to put on our our tinfoil hats and mm. go Rogan, go Rogan on this lah. <laughs> And make uh make guesses about or, or or speculate a little bit about the intentions between behind all these all these different experts lah saying what they say. Mm, 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 mm. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, we pretty much I think we've we've covered almost all the the you know, the 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 different experts and what they're saying. Except I think I think there's just one more uh, expert, uh, Professor Lee Leo Yisin, the executive director of the NCID, which is the mm. National Center for Infectious Diseases. Uh, says that there should be more measures rather than fewer since mm. there are still vulnerable people here who are not vaccinated. Uh, meaning, you know, number of, um, meaning the, you know, those who are eligible but not vaccinated, the children between 5 and 12 who are still undergoing vaccination and those below 5 years old. You know, so uh, I think the number, Ong Kung said that there's still about 120,000 unvaccinated adults in Singapore. Lah. He said yeah, last month. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the NCID is probably the one that works most closely with the with the MMTF, right? Mm. Uh, so I think they're the ones that are pointing out that hey, you know, maybe we need more measures rather than less, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, after reading this and the other articles, uh, 
Well, what's floating through your head? Uh? Uh, I think one of the things that has struck me about this article is that it's pretty interesting that, uh, you know, we're, we're, everyone that we've quoted or here, they're experts in their field, right? Mm. And they have very different, differing views of the same issue. There's mm. no monolithic answer about how how Singapore should handle COVID and 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 like you said, like NCID, you know, even though it probably works closely with all the hospitals or the NHH School of Public Health and all that, they have very different views about how uh, we should tackle COVID. La. And mm. uh, it's kind of, it's one of those things that I think over the past one or two years, we've realized is that even within so-called experts, uh, doctors or what, they can have very dif- differing opinions about, uh, you know, about, various aspects of COVID, like whether vaccination, efficacy, and things like that. Even though they confronted the same evidence and all. So, mm. um, yeah, this is one of those cases where, you know, um, maybe the whole point is to to show that there are differing views and that's why we we, we should keep status quo or mm. just everything should just remain a stalemate, which is, which is what it's felt like for the last, like I don't know, three to six months, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's interesting because this is not one of those things that there's a single incident or event that has sparked off a whole bunch of uh discussions. Like it is almost mm-hmm. like this it's like you got this niggling, I don't know, like thing on your back and it's not painful, but it's just every once in a while it's like, Oh, okay, it's there. And this article kind of it for me is like that, like it just brings up a broader question of like, okay, where are we at right now? Mm. I primarily I think because there's so many things you're happening uh, you hear happening abroad la, about opening up. Whereas in Singapore, like what you said, it's been the same for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, the thought process is going to go into this. La. I think Professor Tambia, uh, in his normal eloquent self, pointed out something that was quite uh, nicely worded. La. He said, and I quote, it would take a lot of courage for the MMTF to make bold decisions based purely on the local evidence base. Because mm. he, in his mind, public health policy is a combination of science epidemiology and a lot of politics sensing mm. what people are willing to put up with and I think that's the biggest thing like, because you can base it on data and all but if you think about the Scandinavian countries I remember early on was it Sweden I believe or one of them they were from the start they were like okay we are we're gonna get hurt hurt immunity or something like, right mm. and then I think they imposed some restrictions and all but it, it's kind of going to depend on how we have been approaching it so far. So when I think about it, I'm like, I can't imagine restrictions being lifted that fast. Mm. Um, if anything, it would probably be a very measured thing. Because now we are at a at a good point. I think the government has clawed back some public trust, I feel. Um, and the last thing they want is to fuck it up. Mm. So where are you hearing, where are you reading this thing about Port Tambia? Saying that, uh, uh, there's one article uh, on today called Explainer, Why EU Nations Are Lifting COVID-19 Restrictions Despite High Case Numbers and Should Singapore Do The Same? Mm, okay, okay. That's the benefit of having many tabs. No, I think but it's, I think also important to point out there's a different article from the one that we are discussing also. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I think uh, he is, yeah, in this case, he's, yeah, he's talking about... Uh, uh, he he's talking about the the article is about the what's going on in the EU and all and whether Singapore should follow suit lah. So so mm. it is uh, it, uh yeah it's, I guess it's interesting to note that yeah lah, that he said this um separately but yeah lah, it wasn't in the in the the article that we were uh, primarily starting to discuss lah. Yeah yeah lah, yeah lah. yeah mm. Mm. yeah lah. Correct. <laughs> no, I just try to be accurate because I think also people have called us out. People have called us out also for for talking about one article and then mm. subsequently going to another article without actually saying that we are talking about another uh, another article from a different uh, You mean you mean uh, 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 I mean why don't we just address the elephant in the room, la, Terrence? Oh, no, 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 no. That's the one. No, no need to address. No need to address. I think uh. the important thing is to the methodology of what we're doing. Yeah. It has to be very, very clear, yeah. Yeah. No, but at the same time, like, it can't be that clear until everything we refer to must give, like, a notation uh, as we speak, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just that when you yeah. said, top, uh, when you quoted Paul Tambia, I was like, eh? did he say that in the article? 
So I was. But like, cannot be. You base all your opinions only on one article, right? You read. You read up. If everything's kind of related to the same thing, I don't think he said it in a very different context, lah. Because oh, no, no, yeah, but it was in a. It is a different. Uh, it is a different article, lah. Because I'm trying to understand the the balance of what different why different experts are saying such a uh, you know different experts within the same medical community are yeah. saying uh, having such different opinions about it lah. And then our and then the national broadsheet, the newspaper, uh, yeah. you know, going against what the NCID is recommending, uh, you know. Yeah, but then if you're basing it all on one article, then you are trusting the editorial integrity of that publisher. Correct, itself, correct. So right? yeah, yeah. So I wanted to make sure that if you are saying something, that you are, if you are happen to be quoting from another article, we need to point out there is another article, uh. Yeah. But uh, I mean. If you have to point out the 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 source, right? You know, the uh, not, the people are referring to the earlier article rather than talking about. Yeah, the, but the then in one. in the 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 paragraphs prior to the quote I mentioned just now, it is literally talking about the relaxation of restrictions, um, and and feedback from other doctors like Doctor Asok Kuru from Mount Elizabeth Hospital. Mm-hmm. So it's around the same topic. Uh so, yeah 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 so I'm saying just point out there's a different article uh, on another article Paul Tambia said that because he didn't say that in the pre the other article that's what yeah, I'm saying but but that's why when we started off with the article just to set the context and then we move into the discussion I phase know, I know. Like. yeah yeah so I I am pointing out that yeah like, there could be leaps like that and I was just asking for myself also because I didn't know mm. where where you got that from which article you got it from because I hadn't mm, seen mm, the article mm. yeah we don't actually send each other every everything that we read prior to talking about it also. La. I think yeah, that's we important to point out. La. We, yeah. yeah, we... Shella, you feel like we need to bear all our clothes now. Okay, I also <laughs> don't wear underwear when I record because I, I I keep it free and easy. Maybe yeah. that restricts the blood flow to the rest of my body and and uh, influences my decisions. La. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, la, like, like, I think it's, it's important because I think our previous uh, podcast when we talked about... Uh, why Singapore might be on the, you know, the CDC, ah. the US CDC <laughs> list of uh, of places to avoid travel to. Yeah. Uh, I think we did go into territory where, you know, we didn't have all like evidence for everything that we said. But again, mm. we're not, we're not, uh, I think what we're trying to point or demonstrate here is also, we're not writing a paper, lah, right? You know, it's not, Mm-mm. we are speaking based on, uh, you know, stuff we read, stuff we hear, our experiences with, you know, working within bureaucracy, with bureaucracy, and, uh, you know, we speculate at times. And I think we, not not trying to to discount uh, pe- people pointing out that, you know, hey, what you all said was not accurate or that, but, yeah, you know, we do speculate about certain things. And, uh, yeah, we also do see what other people are saying on Reddit as well and bring that mm. to light and try to just play with it in our minds a little bit, lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that maybe rubbed a couple of people the wrong way like ah. when they're expecting 100% you know foolproof uh, accurate data that we mm-hmm. uh, you know we you know in just the exchange with me and Harish you can already see the difficulty in every, having to to sort of uh, proofread every single thing right mm-hmm. yeah so I, I mean yeah like uh, it, it, the this this was uh, sparked by our conversation prior to the podcast about the comments on our previous podcast, which I encourage everyone to read because um, a lot of our long-time commenters shared their feedback uh, about uh, the balance between basing stuff on objective, tangible articles versus the tin fall conspiracies, mm. right? Mm. So, so right. I think I think yeah, that's where uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting because I think yeah, the we also do can't go down the path of every article mentioning where where we get the info like like what happened just now. Like, we didn't rehearse that to make it a point. It's yeah. just gonna be very um it, it's it's something to to constantly navigate through. La. So we appreciate okay. the feedback. Yeah. Um but but yeah, it's just something that we are gonna be we continually are cognizant of. But yeah. sometimes when we put on a tinfoil hat, we put it on intentionally. La. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do do it intentionally we do it. at times. Uh. So yeah, if people we are asking if we're going full Alex Jones or full Rogan, uh, no lah, we're not lah. We Maybe we do understand certain things. Like I mean, like questioning efficacy of a of a medical drug when all the evidence is pointing in that direction. Then then yeah, yeah. I agree, it's irresponsible. But if you told me that you know 
oh, it's it's cohort facts and cohort data. That, that's why Singapore is classified uh, a certain way in its diplomatic relations with another country. Then I say diplomacy usually, you know, it comes with a lot of other caveats and other other things going on in the background, so to speak. You know? Yeah. So, I, mean, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't so quickly point out that it is, everything about politics is, can also be boiled down to the cold hard facts. Huh? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the differentiation could be done clearer. I will totally admit that. But then at the mm. same time, I think what we like to do on this podcast is just question things below the surface. Um, it could be seen as conspiracy theories, but I mean, there's so many things in life where on the surface is not really the true reflection of what's going on underneath. La. And yeah. that's something we're going to continue to do Going yeah. to continue to ask. Um, mm. Maybe next time we should have like some 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 jingle. You know, we play uh, like the Singaporean version of the Joe so Rogan like, jingle or something. You mean like <laughs> then we call an expert for help at that point in time or something? No, know? no. I'm saying then we put on the tinfoil hat and go <laughs> oh, down okay, the conspiracy okay. path. Yeah. But no, I mean, but, but I mean, going back to what I was asking earlier, I, I really didn't know where Paul Tambia said that, and and yeah. because Paul Tambia is an opposition. Member of the opposition, mm. so I just mm. want to make sure. I just wanted to make sure that what he said, you know, what exactly did he say about you know the MMTF being bold and all that, lah. You know, because mm. it, it okay, sounds that, like coming yeah. from opposition's uh, leader is very different. I mean, it just sounds different when you say it comes from opposition person versus it comes from infectious diseases expert, lah. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, before I respond to that, I just wanted to close off what we were discussing about the Reddit comments. I hope you all listening don't take this the wrong way and think we are salty and we are angry. No, man. Honestly, before this podcast, both of us were like, yeah. oh, it's so nice to see uh, discussions on our Reddit. So, yeah. so even though it's calling us out and being critical of us, we're totally fine and we appreciate it. So, shout out to everybody who commented. Yeah. La. And, and I, yeah. I did. I did go back to listen to the the episode to to kind of like assess what, what you know you know yeah what we were saying and everything like yeah 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 so so it's it's constructive constructive yeah. but going back to what you said yeah I think I think that is interesting like I think during the whole general election also or like COVID there was a lot of times where people were just pointing out hey how come how come we're not taking stuff Paul Tambia is saying a bit more seriously because he is very very accredited in the field of infectious diseases, right? Mm, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So, so that's why, yeah, it is interesting to see how how the different comments are put, uh, especially from uh, people like the Straits Times versus CNA versus Today and all that. Mm, yeah, but right. one thing, one thing, I think the, the biggest takeaway from uh, the article for me personally, the Straits Times article, the one that talks about uh, the, Straits the opinion. Times. Straits Fuck. Times. Straits, I, I said Straits Times. I said you Straits said, Times. You said Straits Times. Again. No la, I said <laughs> Straits Times. Yeah, so Straits Times, okay, uh-huh. Straits Times article um, that kind of was talking about the broader discussion, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with. But mm. there was someone who pointed out um, that actually there's a reason why now is a good time to open up, and it's almost like a window. Mm. Um, let, let me let me pull up the exact quote. Uh, yeah, so. Professor Ui Ing Song, emerging infectious diseases expert at the Duke NUS Medical School, uh, mm. pointed out, along with some other individuals, uh, they said, and I quote, they argued that delaying the easing of measures and missing the current window of opportunity may mm. lead to a larger Omicron wave later. So then I was thinking, wait, are they saying that don't, not opening up now could result in a larger wave? Like? And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Mm. But then they pointed out basically because now we are kind of like we've got generally high vaccination rates there are huge batches of people getting their booster shot um, and the efficacy of the vaccine you know kind of trails off a bit which is why we need another booster lah, right mm, so yeah. so it's almost almost we at the start of every wave of booster shots is a good time to open up because then um, the the vaccine based on data uh, kind of reduces the 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 impact of the symptoms lah. so you can imagine three months down the road when people's booster shots are beginning to kind of weaken, mm. it could result in more problems. Then I was like, oh shit, I never thought about it that way. You get what yeah. I mean? It's almost like surfing. Yeah. Once you, the wave is coming, if you don't catch it, you miss yeah. the window and then you try and stand up and you sink. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah that's why, that's why I, I mean like, um, I think regardless of the high vaccination rate, we should still be encouraging all those unvaccinated to, to uh, you know, uh, including those who only got two two shots so far, right? Just yeah, to finish yeah. it up and, and get the booster and, and 
you know, be done with it, lah, so to speak. And and I mean, the it's also not the same kind of circumstances as we were pre- previously when there were discussions about getting the booster shot. Because another thing COVID-related that happened that was covered in another separate article mm. um, is that Singapore approves Pfizer's Paxlovid pill for COVID-19 treatment in adult patients. Yeah. So basically, it's the first oral tablet approved in Singapore for the treatment of COVID-19 in adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, I mean, if, if it's... I guess it's only shocking because the truth is when you uh, apparently when you get warded for COVID, the only and even no matter what symptoms you're dealing with, or at least like the 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 ones that aren't so serious, that right? Mm, no matter mm. what your symptoms are, the usually the only thing they can only give you are just standard painkillers, uh. Yeah, uh, this is what I hear from people who have been warded for like you know various things like vomiting or, or stomach ache or organs pain and all that kind of thing. Mm. So. Uh, I guess this is a step up in the sense that it seems to be more targeted at, at, at COVID as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but yeah, it's if if not then Panadol is your friend. No? <laughs> yeah. So so I mean this drug, there's not much that's uh written about it, but mm. uh, just putting on my tin foil hat. Yes. You know, throwing up some some questions, right? Okay. I just found it like um okay, you know, there is a lot of speculation and conspiracy theory around Big Pharma. Mm. Um, and then, ultimately, this pill, you have to take it twice a day for the first five days or first ten days. And um, admittedly, there isn't too much public info about the the process through which the pill got approved and all. But it just mm. feels like, oh, okay, that, that got approved fast. And I mean, it's still a new pill kind of thing, yeah. right? And generally, the media is all like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know, yeah. new pill, twice a day, five days a week. Uh, it's fine. And it just makes me think, hmm, that feels a little... Um, if, if it came out from anyone outside of like um, one of the big pharma companies, it, it I'm guessing the reaction would be a lot more, uh, a, lot, a lot different. Mm. You know? Because, I yeah. mean, even amongst vaccines by big pharma, there was so much kind of like... Um, uh, uh, different different reactions, and there are a lot of admitted conspiracy theories about how even the the down the shitting on um ivermectin, for example, the way Joe Rogan was treated by CNN. Yeah. Uh, there were some theories that okay, if you look at how who funds uh some of the big media outlets in the US, big pharma has a hand la. So so all I'm saying is. Hmm. It's just interesting, it's just and it just got my the wheels in my head turning a bit. Big pharma. Oh. Yeah. Is that too? Is that too Joe Rogan or not? It's okay, like, As long as we're we're cognizant and we we're pointing out that yeah, like, we are we are questioning the mainstream mainstream media narrative. Uh. Yeah, so. and and the reason why I wanted to point it out is because for me personally, just having that thought makes me want to find out a bit more about this. As the same way when we did the podcast about ivermectin, um, there were things that I personally realized about how the stereotype that is just a horse dewormer is not entirely as true as the media paints it out to be. So in this case, if it's me reading more about Paxlovid and finding out that, oh shit, it's been 20 years in the making, it wasn't expedited, then I'll just eat my tail willingly. Yeah, yeah. Willingly. Willingly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, So, that's, uh, so generally, are you camp? Which camp are you on? Are you on the we should ease restrictions camp or? or I think we, we should, should ease, man. Ease in it to what extent? Huh? Uh, not fully, not fully. I think the like uh, I think uh, to quote Paul Tambia again in the original article, um, I think he said something along the lines of easing the ones that have the most human costs, such mm. as limitations on household visits, lah. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that for me personally I feel okay like that would be a huge, huge um uh advantage lah. But for you? Uh yeah, I mean I mean I, I think um I, I think it's inevitable uh, firstly. I, I think that the the wheels have been set in motion for uh, easing already with, you know, announcement of big events happening in Singapore in the next couple of months. So I'm really pretty sure that they will Start easing up, you know, before before, yeah, before next month rolls around, really, lah. Actually, mm. um, so uh, to to me, uh, it, it's kind of a, 
you know, we've made a choice and we just got to stick with it and 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 find a way to live with it as well. Uh. And and yeah, along exactly. the way, you know, along the way calibrate like like, you know, uh masks still really useful outdoors and things like that. Uh, you know, it's it's of of course it's like we 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 want to be cautious about it, but I feel that we have been cautious about it for a very long time already, like right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, now now it's time to, if anything, to to reap the fruits of our our labor, like, That we've all we've all bit the bullet and and you know, set through a very quiet Christmas and New Year, and uh, yeah, let's 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 see how we can um, you know, move forward in this year and try and 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 try and get back to a bit more a bit more. Uh, something is a bit more a semblance of a, of a you know normal social life Because I'm really feeling mm. it for 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 example for my for my my kids already and, and all that la. You know like they, I see him with other kids and all that. I realize that a lot of them, when they look at their parents or validation or that, they can't seem to make out what their parents are saying because we're all wearing masks. You know, adult, adults are always wearing oh. masks. So it's a very important stage of a child's development to be able to look at a human's face and understand what kind of validation they can get from the human and and so all that then you know but now everyone's just wearing masks and it's very hard to read a person's expression from the eyes and i realized oh shit this is like you know, the the past two years for for a lot of young kids uh, you know they don't have the experience oh, of reading someone's face uh, and then as i read more literature about about early childhood development i realized oh it's very very important to be able to look at someone's face and, and be able to, you know, discern whether a person is angry with you or, or happy with you and all that, right? I mean, in some way, maybe there'll be the superpower of this generation. Uh, being what? like very comfortable eyes, with, uh, eye, with <laughs> eye contact. Yeah, 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 They can read everything from your eyes. Then yeah, they play they poker. Read everything. They always beat the older <laughs> people at poker. <laughs> yeah. No such thing of lip reading anymore. It's just fucking eye reading, man. Like this whole generation, right? They don't... Because, you know, sometimes when... Maybe if you're not that comfortable with eye contact, sometimes you look at people's nose, sometimes you look at people's mouth when they're talking. Yeah. Now, you almost have no choice, lah, right? So yeah. maybe, yeah, dude, in future, right, your kid, uh, like let's say your kid, when he talks to uh, my kid, like my kid will just be trying to size him up, like, you know, but your kid will know exactly what my kid is thinking, just from the eyes. Yeah, yeah. This, so, uh, so that'll be the, the superpower. So in future, in or, future, or right? Either superpower or super deficiency. Like, it could go both both ways. No, right? you think about it. The the superheroes of in the future, right? You you, you think about why does Batman kind of mask his eyes, right? In future, right? You don't want to mask your eyes because they can tell who you are. You will mask your mouth. Oh, I see, I see. I see. What Wait, does that saying. make sense? Yeah, yeah, I don't I know what the fuck I'm saying. saying. Does that make sense? So it'll be it'll be a flip, like, you know, like the identity yeah. will be you cover your mouth and nobody knows who you are anymore. Wait, what the hell am I saying? Does it make sense? <laughs> Tin foil head moment. <laughs> no, no, no. But then what, you think about it. Why did Batman start when people cover, uh, when he covers his eyes? Batman's I, I a, never understood it's a fictional, that. It's a fictional character though. Like, no, but a lot of masks, a lot of uh, like Batman, Robin, Zorro, they yeah. all cover their eyes and suddenly no one knows who they are. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Uh. Especially if you have like Ben Affleck's chin or anything. Doesn't make sense. Uh. It's so easy yeah. to tell. Yeah. Yeah, but why is it the eyes then? Or maybe maybe it's just because like uh for for coolness, lah, for coolness. For coolness, no, for coolness. No, okay, I f- I figured it out already. It's because in mostly most of the time people don't look at people's eyes. They look at ah fuck it, lah. Whole face, whole I don't face. know where I'm going. Yeah, I don't know where I'm face. going. I don't know where yeah. I'm going. But anyway, uh yeah. speaking of not knowing where you're going. I can tell halfway through you were just cocking out already. La. Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> You're like, when is this guy going to shut I'm the fuck up? I'm like, on the segue, just waiting for you to get on the train. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, speaking of not knowing where you're going, this uh, New York Times uh, recipe apparently has like, you know, like rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. La. Mm. And what is this, uh, what is this New York Times recipe about, eh? Um, it is more a video la, that mm. showed a New York's New York Times kind of a reporter uh, mm. attempting to make Singapore chicken curry based yep. on a recipe from uh, an actual Singaporean named Sheila Das. Mm. Um, but the person in the video uh, seems like okay, she went through a recipe, showed how to cook the chicken and like the curry. But the way it turned out, it looked nothing like you would expect Singapore chicken curry yeah. to look like. Yeah, so, you're talking more about the colour, right? It just, the colour just looks really wrong, right? 
Yeah, so the the New York Times cooking Instagram page posted it, posted a video, and um the internet, the Singaporean internet went to town on it and shat on it like, And you get yeah. like people like Mr. Brown uh, commenting and people calling for the uh, Uncle Roger to react to it. Um, yeah. but it's interesting like, because the actual recipe was created by a uh, Singaporean, as I mentioned, Sheila does, mm. and. The pictures on the New York Times kind of recipe page actually look like legit chicken yeah. curry. Yeah, it looks good, man. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It's just the person who did this was uh either butchered it intentionally or whatever fuck la. Yeah. Oh, it was done by Clarissa Clarissa Wei, who is I guess a New York Times uh, correspondent in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so of course, I mean in Singapore everyone's shitting on it, la, but but what what do you think when you saw it? Eh? Uh, I mean, yeah lah, it's, 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 what, what, what are the difficulties of like trying to recreate Singapore dishes, especially when you're not in Singapore and all that, eh? is actually procuring all the different ingredients and the spices and all lah. Uh, mm. I just, just speaking from personal experience when I was living in the US and all, um, even if I went to like Chinatown and, and all these things, it was difficult to, to get exactly what I wanted, um, you know, not 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 all food is is made the same in Singapore and the US, lah, right? Mm. Um, oh, but she's based in Taiwan. Oh, she's based in Taiwan. Oh, okay, okay. So she, I mean, even Taiwan also, to some extent, that the taste is a bit. Uh, I I think the taste they they're not so into uh the mad spices that 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 we enjoy lah in Singapore. You know, Taiwan, in fact, culturally a bit closer to Japan, which I look it looks like. The curry looks like more like Japanese curry, that kind of curry lah, than than no Singaporean la, but curry. You, but you think about it, you follow all the recipes also. Like, do you cook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cook, I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you follow the recipes and all. Okay, like you can have like cooking disasters, but yeah. to look that different, like hers, hers, I wouldn't even say it looks like Japanese curry. It looks like yeah. just some sort of like soup. <laughs> yeah, like she butchered. She butchered it lah. She's probably not a great cook lah. You know. So 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 it's uh, <laughs> then why the fuck you try Yeah. I think maybe it was just an assignment handed to her to to have to try the recipe and she had to probably make do with, you know, whatever limited experience or, or ingredients she had. And now she's you know, she's getting skewered. La. And but she might yeah. she might she might either she'll 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 get depressed or she will embrace this and then, you know, learn Learn from it and maybe appear with Mr. Roger in a video or something like that. No, but but so that's where like I I mean I think she's I I just want to understand how it turned out that way because maybe she got like a different recipe maybe she got different directions because okay tinfoil hat tinfoil hat tinfoil mm. hat coming on tinfoil hat on if you think about it right there's no way in hell I would have ever clicked no not say no way in hell it is not in my normal browsing uh um range to click on the New York Times cooking website mm. but. This is the first time I'm clicking on it and I ended up checking out some other recipes also. Mm. Because I do I do enjoy cooking with my fiance. So Maybe the theory that I've seen I've seen some people saying on Reddit is that isn't it isn't it such a good strategy to fuck up a dish that is tied to a certain demographic? Because yeah. as history has shown, anytime you cook a dish of another country wrongly, there will be a lot of buzz. Like, I mean, Uncle yeah. Roger's character was literally based on someone butchering uh, right, how to right, cook right. white rice. Yeah. And yeah, we got Paul Foster influencer in Singapore. The mayor of Singapore speaking up against it in the comments. Oh, he spoke up against it also. Yeah, Belly Welly Jelly also posted some sad face in the comments. So yeah, all yeah, these big so influence all that's how you get them to your page, huh? Oh, so that's where that's where that's where like I hope this uh Clarissa Way is not like is not being like just shat on. I mean, we don't even know whether she's a cook, right? Like, yeah, I think when yeah. Uncle Roger's first video went viral with the rice, he was shitting on someone who cooks as a profesh, uh, pro- professionally. La. So, mm. so, I mean, that's her cook. She she cooks and she's making a video. This one, she's a freelance journalist. So, I mean, like, sometimes I also try and follow a recipe. I remember the last yeah. time I tried to make banana bread, it turned out like shit, la, right? Mm-hmm. Does it mean I'm intentionally trying to butcher banana bread? No. And, yeah, it just feels like, wow, I hope she's not... Yeah, I hope she's 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 doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe she tried lah. She tried. I don't know whether she. I mean, yeah, maybe it is a conspiracy theory that yeah, maybe they're purposely doing this 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, honestly, if anyone were to start an Instagram account and try all these recipes from around the world and intentionally butcher it, right? Yeah. Confirm, it'll get a lot of buzz. Confirm. Maybe the more experienced cook was very busy because New York Times just bought just bought Wordle and everything. La. So they were like negotiating the deal. So they're like, ah, let's give it to somebody who doesn't really know how to doesn't really know how to cook. Just just let them try. Like, how hard can it be? And maybe yeah, maybe they were rushing a deadline and they're yeah. like, oh fuck, we haven't cooked it. Who's at yeah. home? Because yeah. uh, Taiwan Ta- also different time zone, yeah, right? Yeah, can yeah, you yeah. imagine? Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, fuck. Do it now. She's a aw- she's awake now. Just yeah. just send her a recipe. Yeah. Just tell her just go and get this thing. Then maybe somewhere along the recipe something got missed out and then boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe yeah, they yeah. didn't even send her the picture of what it's supposed to look like. But correct, I'm guessing correct. she could have. Yeah, it's just it's just. It's, it's just so funny. <laughs> it's just funny yeah. because, like, wow, like, uh, some people are really, really, uh, going to town on the New York Times Reddit, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just, just, uh, you know, the, I, I think Malaysians haven't entered the chat yet, right? You know, they're no lah. In fact, Malaysia, Malaysia would probably be like, yeah, that's what Singaporean chicken curry <laughs> looks like to us, lah. <laughs> You all think your curry all damn nice. No, exactly. I think Malaysians would be like, what the hell? You know, this was actually created in Malaysia. And then Singaporeans stole it. And now they call it, they even literally call it Singaporean chicken curry. Uh, or maybe that's how they think Singaporeans cook their Malaysian chicken curry. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. fucking morons. Yeah. Simple thing also cannot make. <laughs> wow, we're stoking the, the flames of a, of a national, national conflict. Uh. Because, I mean, like... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I I trust the New York Times people to even know that, okay, if you do this kind of shit... Uh, double check, uh, yeah. Double check, because they got the photo from the actual person who created the recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So it's like, yo, unless it was just one of the things they churn out so much content that it just fell through the cracks and then like Singaporeans are up in arms. Like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, maybe we should have another... Maybe we should do another National Cook, uh, cook Your Curry Day kind of thing just to... to to really show the world uh, like like what, what Singaporean chicken, curry chicken should look like. Uh, so that everyone's mm, Instagram mm, feeds are flooded with Singaporean curry chicken just for a yeah. day. Remember, I think it was like at, at least like 10 years ago or something like that where, where we had a national cook curry day or something like that to, to, to encourage people to cook curry and, and feed your neighbours with their curry as well. Mm. Yeah, but that was more related <laughs> to some racial incident. Uh. This one is more about just how the curry has been badly represented in the international sphere. And we need to correct that right now. Hmm. Huh. Wow. That's true. That's true. Like some sort of some, exactly. This, this might be like brilliant for STB, you know? Yeah. yeah Yo, yeah. STB. Yeah. You know, just like, maybe it's in the works already. Like maybe it's in the works. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's all part Suddenly of you it. see Paul Foster hosting the cookout with Mr. Brown and all. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's all part of a bigger plan. Yeah. It's uh, part of a bigger plan, man. It's part of a bigger plan. But yeah, but, uh, shall we yeah, move on to the, yes. the penultimate yeah, segment, can. which is one shot comment. So Harish, yes. what is your one shot comment? This, uh, this my one shot comment was, I mean, okay, like we already talked about the the fervency of the um, fervor. Sorry, what fervency? Yeah. Fervor of the last podcast and all those comments there. So kudos to everyone who commented there. But mm. um, uh, my most heartwarming comment was something from five days ago by KCPLSKY. Mm. Um, and basically, uh, it was for Podcast 240, the one where we talked about Raisha Khan's testimony and the Grab share price tumbles. Um, this comment was posted five days ago. That was episode was uploaded two days ago. And it just, I feel like, wow, shit, people, people do listen to our back uh, backlog. And this person starts off by saying they were listening to this podcast while lying on bed recovering from the booster jet. Um, mm. And then they went on to share their thoughts about the incident um, and yeah, like, agreeing that what we said about the whole incident being said for Singapore politics resonated with them. But I just thought, oh shit, that's cool that that uh, people listen to older episodes um, and yeah, to recover from the booster jet. Whew. Um, you have us in yeah. your ears after that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Booster, the boost in your body and then yellow button in your ears. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> correct. That's cool. Um, so so hopefully we boosted your mood. Um, but yeah, I found that found that a nice comment lah. That's cool. So so gracias. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my comment was uh from uh I think uh Kuma Babu, a long time mm. listener. So uh, just pointing out that if anyone heard about Cristiano Ronaldo lighting out the Burj Khalifa for his girlfriend's birthday, which mm. after the after seeing that, then I went to look it up and. 
I was like, oh shit, this guy really spoiled market for for everyone this Valentine's Day. Because uh? Uh, mm. I know Valentine's Day is coming up, so everyone's probably thinking, what the hell can we do for Valentine's Day in, in this day and age uh, when there's so many restrictions? And then, uh, yeah, Ronaldo just went ahead and spoiled the market for everybody uh, by lighting up the but- Burj Khalifa. So are you saying that if he didn't do that, you felt you could compete with Ronaldo for whatever he does for V-Day? Uh, only when you saw that, you're like, ah, shit. Nah, oh, no, 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 but, but I, I just I just found it funny, la, you know, because like everything Ronaldo does is just like, it, it's just to the level end. La, you know, I mean, literally in Manchester United, there's a there's a player, they're opposing another player who is the same place, same position as him, right? Who mm. is uh, has been suspended and is going to be arrested for... I think uh, domestic abuse or domestic violence or something, sexual assault. Uh. Mm. And here we have on the flip side, Ronaldo, the consummate professional, you know, lighting up the Burj Khalifa for his the for his girlfriend to celebrate her birthday. So it's just like, you know, he 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 always knows when to when to when to push the buttons and you know when to sprint when everyone else is just walking, like, You know, <laughs> yeah, like the it's just the juxtaposition of like what what he's doing and what Greenwood is being arrested for and everything. It's just such a... It just makes you realise, wow, this is, this guy is the man. La. You think he dead calculated? La? I mean, I, I don't think he wished for anyone to get arrested <laughs> for sexual assault. La. But it's just funny that, uh, that those two things sort of happened around the same time. La. Right. The juxtaposition. Uh, yeah, la. yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. But yeah, 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 I think also... also cause uh, Kuban Babu also mentioned about uh, yeah, what's everyone doing for Valentine's Day? And uh, he yeah. lit up the Burj Khalifa. Like I didn't, I didn't see. I saw that comment, but I didn't like. But he literally did it. Like he worked with the Burj Khalifa to light it up. Uh, I don't know if he worked with them or or what, but uh, there there are photos of of them watching the Burj Khalifa lighting up and, and everything. La. Oh, it, yeah, like it has a picture. La. It has a picture on the Burj Khalifa. So, I, yeah, I would assume. Uh, <laughs> I would assume yes. La. Yeah. It has a picture wow. on it. Wow. It's pretty crazy. That's... Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gio. Yeah. Whew. And I think she, uh, his girlfriend or partner has her own Netflix documentary coming out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I've seen snippets of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's part of the, the deal also. La. Yeah, so in case you need to know, since you asked, it costs sixty eight thousand dollars to do it, la, USD. Oh, I thought it'd be more. Yeah, huh? but it's also Only used to promote. Uh, it was also used to promote TV show, la, So, I guess it was all part of it, la, Yeah. Oh shit! I thought it'd be like a million bucks, man. Sixty eight thousand. Mm. Peanuts. <laughs> I mean, no lah, not peanuts, but I would have thought lah, like fucking Burj Khalifa. That's the tallest building in the world. Yeah. So does that does that give you ideas for for your? I don't yeah, know, yeah, I your, think. I think Your Burj Khalifa, yeah. like, yeah, that, that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, I'll do that. Yeah. I'm sure my fiance will be happy. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. All so, right. what is oh, your... Oh, shit, wait. One Sorry, thing. the... No, yeah. like, the fucking... Burj Khalifa is not... Eh? Tallest building in the world? Oh, no, no Burj oh. Khalifa is still the tallest. Better get it right, huh? Okay. Better get it right, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't be so bitter, <laughs> lah. Uh, Burj Khalifa. Yeah, still by, still by a big margin. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. What yes. is your one shook thing this week? Uh, my one shook thing is this YouTuber who I chanced upon who has blown up over like the past two months um, oh. on YouTube shorts. La, on YouTube shorts. Mm. Um, I'm going to say they because I think she identifies. Okay, no, I don't. I think the creator identifies as um, they. Mm-hmm. So they are called Stanzi. Um, mm. And I, I say they because when I was reading an, an article about her, uh, f- about them, mm. the article kept referring to the creator as they mm. and I w- thought the article was referring to more than one person and then I realized, oh shit, uh, this article is probably from an outlet that wants to respect how this person identifies so they refer to them as they, if that makes sense. So it's oh, okay. one person... And it's uh, uh they they are the creator and the creator name is Tanzi S T A N Z I and okay. Okay. I, I think right now on YouTube Shorts and TikTok when it comes to the comedy sketches you often see very kind of like lowbrow humor very slapsticky kind of dialogue and all that mm. and I find it damn cringe like but hers is damn dark yeah like oh. it's still one minute and it's very 
lo-fi production, but it's like the situation when a serial killer is wants to kill his date, but find out finds out that the date is another serial killer, and then they end up like in love or something like that, lah. Mm, so mm. I was just binging uh, uh, their shots, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's cool, uh, mm. interesting, lah, interesting, 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 interesting." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's my one shock thing. What about yours? My one shock thing is a new activity that I'm gonna try doing soon. I've been mean, wanting to try it for a while already. Like, I even bought the whole set and all, but I haven't been able to round up enough people to to try it out and 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 who are game enough to try it out, lah. Hopefully, hopefully, somewhere during this whole Chinese New period, uh, it's mm. actually the the game of Spike Ball, mm. uh, which is a uh, imagine like volleyball, but instead of hitting it over a net, you sort of have to bounce it off a net on the floor that launches the ball in the air again. Uh, mm. So it's like squash mixed with like volleyball and played as a two versus two game lah. So it can be played, mm. in, uh, you know, as a little net, round net in the middle with a, a ball. And you play as a uh, two pairs, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a sport that seems to be getting a lot of traction in the US and and you know like in colleges and all, and and it seems to be very fun that something they can play outdoors and at the beach and the on grass, which we have a lot of in Singapore. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just I just waiting to been waiting waiting a long time to try it out already, but I think now with like you know with having taken my third booster shot, I'm ready. I'm ready to try it out. Yeah la. Uh so so are you is that an invitation to me? Oh yeah, la, at some point, la, at some point, definitely. Ah, at some point. Uh, at it. some point, definitely. I've invited you to for Chinese already, la, but you it's just a matter of like finding the right timing and all that. La. Oh yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah. La. Okay, la, okay, la, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't throwing you under the bus, la. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to yeah, anyone who comes by to visit to also play this. Maybe one day, like we, we when when we can actually meet up with like Yellow butt fans and all that. Maybe we should we should try try that as well. Play that game. We as have well. a spike ball festival. <laughs> yeah, a tournament or what? Yeah, spike ball tournament. Exactly, yeah, spike ball tournament. Fun. Oh, that'd be epic, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool man. All right, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See and ya. we will talk to y'all soon. <laughs>